Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. All right, you guys, welcome to the Kern River Fly Shop Guide Roundtable. This is Guy Jeans, and I'm lucky to have some of my friends with me today, and we're going to talk about the Kern River and Lake Crowley and some of the fishing conditions. I have Ryan Bueller here, Rob Bueller, and Danny Hausch. How's it going, guys? Good. How are you guys doing tonight? Hey, guys. Hey, now. Right on. So um, we're going to talk about like what's been happening on with the uh, river and what's going on and that sort of thing. Um, have you guys been fishing? Have you been guiding? What have you guys been doing out there? Let's start with you, Ryan. What's, what have you been doing out there in oh, this hot it's weather? It's been such an active week or last two or three weeks. It's been uh, constantly on the water. And before this week getting really warm, fishing's been fantastic. Yeah. Unfortunately, you know, the way the snowpack is, we're in kind of fall conditions right now. We had makes for good fishing now but come fall it's going to get a little hot and a little low but we'll deal with that when that happens and we'll enjoy the conditions now so everything's been great dry fly action elk hair caddis stimulators we were fishing a dry hopper a lot and then we're getting so much action on top we just cut off the dropper and we've been fishing the dry the whole time mm-hmm. until the last two days um three days actually we've been getting a little more action on the nymph because of the heat and so the water's gotten a little warmer because of our air temps and things have slowed down just a little. But as soon as this little heat wave passes, we expect it to get right back to being really some fantastic fishing on the current up here. Nice. Yeah. Well, I got a, a, a cool thing I wanted to tell you guys about was um, look at my finger. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I've never done this before. I don't know, maybe it's because I'm getting old or something, but uh, I was trying to take off my wading boots and I basically jammed my finger and tore the ligament on the top of my finger. So my finger basically looks like that right now. So 
on my on my trip up into the South Fork of the Kern, uh, on my four by four trips, I had a, a professional sports doctor that works with professional athletes, <laughs> and he said that I have to leave this thing on for six to twelve weeks. Did they, and every time I bend it back, you know, like if it goes back past the like hyperextended area, I have to start over. Did they call it mallet finger? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I've had mallet finger too. I got mallet, you got it. I got mallet pinky. <laughs> so I had to start over today. I've already welcome, had, welcome to the club, bro. <laughs> I've already I've already had it on for like five days. I had to start over again today because I the thing slipped off when I was you know putting stuff in the shed or whatever. That's the best finger to have it on though. Right. <laughs> Check out my finger. Yeah. Um, so Rob, what have you been doing out there, man? In the, uh, a little bit of everything. Yeah. Lake Crowley, the Kern today went up to the golden trout wilderness and fish for some golden trout. The, the water's already getting a little warm up there, a little murky, uh, some weeds growing, um, but we caught a whole bunch of golden trout. So like Ryan said, conditions are fantastic for right now. Um, but uh-huh. in a little bit, it's going to be a little too warm and the water's going to be a little too low up there. Yeah. Uh, last week I was on Crowley and it was fishing excellent. Um, had a couple clients out on two separate days and we did really well out there. Um, um, and I plan to go back out, uh, and, um, at the end of this week, we're going, I'm going back again for a couple more trips. So looking forward to that. Cause it's been great. You love it up there. Don't you? I really do. <laughs> <laughs> what do you love about it so much? Uh, uh, what drew us to it originally was the challenge, uh, and saw the big fish and it was the challenge of catching those big fish on a consistent basis. So, so that's very, um, enticing for us and, and to get into that bite regularly on a regular basis and catch big fish or just, just get a regular bite on a regular basis is challenging and and kind of fun and keeps it fresh consistently because nothing's ever the same. Every year is a little different. Every day is pretty much different. Some days I was out, uh, on last week's guide trip and went out. Ryan and I went out on Saturday yeah. and we did very well on Saturday. So I took the clients there on Sunday morning, did very well at the exact same spot. We didn't move all morning, spent five hours anchored up in the exact same spot, um, did very well. The next morning I had, I was off. So I went out with myself or I just went out by myself um, scouting and it was a completely different bite. The fish had moved from the area where Ryan and I were fishing and I had fished the day before. So I had to move around and find where the fish went to. Um, find where they were eating, what depth they were eating, what kind of color flies they were eating. So that challenge is, is kind of fun. And, and that whole mo- day, I really didn't dial it in on my day off. And it wasn't until halfway through the next morning with the clients that we moved around a little bit and finally got into a really solid bite for the last two hours of our trip. And last few years, Crowley's been a lot like the Kern, where it's dependent on how much snowpack we get. So each year has been really changing because our snow conditions each year have been changing. Mm-hmm. So it's here. So it's kind of that challenge to always keep up on those conditions that year to help keep on top of that bike consistently it really draws us there a lot. Mm. And then also, I think one of the main draws too, we've always loved is sitting on the lake, looking up at those Sierra mountains and the view you get from there. It's That's just what phenomenal. I love about that area. It's horrible. And, <laughs> it's horrible. Exactly. So. It's really not a bad day spent out there. Would, would, Rob, would you mind sharing uh, with our listeners, you know, like kind of like how you do that, you know, like how, how, it's, how you rig and stuff like that? Is that something that you could it's share a, with everybody? Yeah, of course. Uh, it's a little bit, the way Ryan and I have uh, developed our system over the years is a little mixing of um, other pioneers in the Stillwater Nymphing game, Stillwater mm-hmm. Nymphing's uh, the style that you use on a lot of lakes where you're suspending your flies directly from a bobber or indicator. 
and and Ryan and I have taken a couple cues from a couple pioneer anglers and and we really use a system that not many anglers on the lake use a lot of guys use bobber stop or a lot of guides out on the lake will use these little bobber stops with straight monofilament and um, but the reason we don't use that we use an amnesia to directly to our uh, the, the steel headline so it's a colored amnesia line and that is a monofilament and it goes directly to our fly line and we use anywhere from 15 to 20 pound and so that colored amnesia we can see that angling down into the water if we're snagged on weeds on the bottom if there's a current and we don't have heavy enough weight that'll swing that amnesia off of the 90 degree angle and we can tell that we're not hanging uh, close to the bottom where we like to um, have our flies on on many occasions or at the, they're not hanging at the depth we want them at is, is what it turns into so we have that amnesia line uh, going down to a swivel a barrel swivel from the barrel swivel we have about seven feet of leader and the leader that we use is 3x um, we go pretty heavy they're not leader shy on the lake fluoro or mono uh, fluorocarbon on the on the leader at all times on the subsurface flies and then straight to um, either a single midge or sometimes we'll we'll do two midges the only problem the, the great thing about two midges is you can cover two water columns at the same time show two different fly styles um, a pupa versus a larva for example um, but the negative is if you hook a big fish on one of those flies and he runs around the anchor rope you can hang up one of those flies on the ink rope. As soon as that hangs up, that big fish is gone. Similar problem can happen, which I did this um, last weekend <laughs> with one of my clients. Uh, a, a decent cutthroat trout came in about 19 inches, and I went to scoop him, and I missed him. And the, he dove back in, and the upper fly snagged on the rim of the net and popped. The fish was gone. Aww. So a, a single fly in that case, the leader would have just slid against the net, and we would have had another shot at him, but the double fly... But then you turn that around, and we also caught two of our largest cutthroat on our upper fly, um, and we also caught a very large rainbow on that upper fly as well. So, was, so there's a trade-off there. Was that Travis? Yeah, it was Travis. Sorry, Travis. <laughs> oh, Travis. Poor Travis. <laughs> yeah. Right on. Yeah. yeah, I mean, what, a, what an amazing fishery that you can catch. Browns, cutthroats, and rainbows, right? Yep, all it, 20 inches or bigger, you know, you have that chance. And what's that other fish I caught when I was with you Oh, guys? the perch. Oh, Sacramento the perch. perch. Yeah, that's oh, right. I've caught one of those. Yeah. There's also a native Tui Chub. That's the only oh. fish native to the Owens Valley that's okay. still there is the Tui Chub. Um, so it's kind of a little prize catch as well. Mm -hmm. and, and the perch are interesting. They, someone was fishing with him illegally back in the late 60s. Ah. And they got in the river system and into the lake. And everyone wasn't sure if they were going to eat, you know, this bug or that. And they ended up eating a lot of, like, the calabatus and a lot of the mayflies got decimated by them. But the benefit was all their fry, the trout gorge on, and that's what helps get them so big out in the lake consistently is all that perch fry that's out there. Nice. And a lot of people just go to the lake and fish for perch um, when they're up in the shallow spawning because they're so good for tacos and they have a perch derby fish and all that kind yeah. of stuff and general fish fries. Kind of like, kind of like the crappie here. On yeah, the yeah. it's a, similar to the crappie. Yeah. They look so close. Yeah, 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 yeah right? What about you, Alex? What have you been doing? You've been going above the bridge, I hear. Yeah, yeah a lot. Right cool. Yeah, I've been in the wild trout section. It's fishing really good still. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of dry fly action over there. Nice. Um, but the last couple of days, same thing as uh, Ryan, they, I've been using more nymphs just because it's been warmer water. Uh -huh. It's like 65 degrees right now. So wow. 
Yeah, especially in the afternoons, just fishing down deeper in the pools. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're getting to that um, crazy temperature time where, we, you know, we're going to have to go really early in the mornings and Correct. do like the yeah. 530 to 10 thing, you know. It's just getting too, uh, too warm out there. We're going to have to be switching down to the, uh, the lower current. And especially in the that's section. That's going to suck, yeah. fishing for bass. Oh, I know. <laughs> the huh? worst. <laughs> and the section uh, below the dam to the power plant is lower water, and it's getting a little warmer. Yeah. I was just joking um, about that. We love to fish for bass. For yeah. those you take we me do love that. that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So what else have you guys been doing? Have you guys been going in any creeks? Are the creeks drying I, up? Or i got to jump in real quick. Yeah. Uh, client, Ryan and I went out with a, a big family group yesterday, so we were both guiding on a group of seven people, and there was five brand new anglers five first time not just fly anglers but first time anglers period and one of the girls awesome. yeah one of the girls caught a brown trout on a dry fly pretty yep. epic here so rare, rare it's her rare first fish first fish ever in her life That's awesome. a brown wow. trout on a dry fly on the current for so, those of you that don't know the brown trout on the current are pretty rare we do catch them but for somebody to catch their first fish as a fish. brown child's yeah. pretty cool and then one they of the dry too it's right so, so epic one of, one <laughs> was of dry? the one of yeah one of oh. the uh, stimulator like a size eight stimulator's pretty big stimmy that yeah. they, they they haven't been coming up for real small stimmies they'll they'll eat caddis no. uh the 16 stimmies not so good but once you get up to 12s 10s and 8s on the stimmies they're, they're eating those still Awesome. Um, and then another uh lady in our group caught a brown trout as well so that was two brown trout in the same day yep well, and they, it was Wow, like two or three weeks ago, I had a client come up and we went golden trout fishing one day, came down to fish the current and he got two brown trout, both on the dry. Um, <laughs> within our session, it was a really That's good sick. day. We caught quite a lot of fish, but two of them happened to be a brown. Yeah. So we've been kind of keeping track of it and trying good. to log them for yeah, you. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Um, that'd be a great thing to do is just kind of keep that in your mind, like how yeah. many we've we've caught, you know, this year would be kind of cool. Are you guys seeing a lot more wild rainbows as well are you seeing kind of half and half what are you guys seeing out there over the in this early spring it was almost all wild rainbows like 90 percent or yep. more uh, wild rainbows it's starting to even out a little bit in the areas where ryan and i have been fishing obviously uh danny's been fishing up above the bridge so he's getting into wild fish mm -hmm. uh, but the couple areas where ryan and i have been fishing we're getting a mix of stocked fish and wild fish uh -huh. yeah a lot of the areas where we target those wild fish are starting to get a little warm, so we're kind of moving to deeper pools and getting into a little more of a mix of the stalkers and those wilds. And, and on many days, it's dependent on our clients as well, what kind of uh, sure. mobility they have. So Correct. sometimes we take them to the areas where it's more likely to be stocked because it's easier access. So yeah, a lot of, part of that goes into it as well. That's the first thing when clients walk in the door, we are looking at them to see what kind of physical condition there is, and we're starting to decide from there where we might be able to take them. And sometimes guys want to go catch wild fish and they just can't get down in those areas. So we're trying to find ones that are kind of in the middle of the stalker holes in there. And um, yeah. sometimes we get a little mixture of them, uh -huh. catching them both in between, but. Cool. Well, I've been uh, the last nine days up on the South Fork of the Current. Correct. Sweet. And uh, which has been cool. I did some uh, four by four trips up there. And how is the water up there for you guys? The water's getting low, but the fishing is excellent. I saw a lot of amazing fish pictures yeah, that's for yeah sure. me too. Some really yeah. nice size ones good colors i had uh, paul fuller um who's one of the guides here and also dane varner up there helping me out yep and uh, paul cooked all the meals and played the banjo it was horrible 
<laughs> it, was, it was pretty rough cool. life. It's yeah. rough hanging out with him, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. tough to spend a little time with Paul. Yeah, he's he's always happy and always <laughs> ready to do stuff. He's a great guy. He guided too up there. Um, we had a big group, our last group. Um, we had seven people, yeah. and um, we had you know we we set up a full camp up there, tents and cook uh, tri tip and all kinds of good good stuff up there. Um, but the main, uh, area that we were fishing, um, in a, in a big, huge giant meadow was, um, the water was getting low. And then, so we started moving up into a Canyon and getting into the pocket water. It was kind of imagine like a miniature, um, Kern river, you know, like maybe a quarter of the size of the, of the main Kern here. But, um, the water was a lot better and the fishing was really good up in those, in those zones. It's a mixture of brown trout and uh, golden trout. And how much farther can those brown trout make it up, you think? You know, I know there's some barriers up there. You know, there's, that's a whole nother podcast, yeah, but you know what's is. so cool is, um, you know, um, the Templeton uh, barrier is way up there, Correct. and then there's another barrier called the Schaefer barrier, and uh, this, these barriers were put in to keep the brown trout from migrating up, right? And, um, the, the fish and wildlife actually uh, had me go up above the Schaefer barrier probably 15 years ago to kind of do a, a study to see how many brown trout were up there. And it's, a, you know, it's, it's kind of funny. It's like people probably catch a brown trout on the other side of the Schaefer barrier and then throw it up over the barrier. Correct. There's all kinds of stupid people like that. Yeah. So, I mean, there's brown trout everywhere up there in that section. Past that, up to the Templeton Barrier, I've heard that it's all golden trout, so right. they're kind of stuck in that section between it, Templeton. Isn't there a natural barrier up there by Volcano Creek and stuff, do you know? Well, um, that's, yeah, that's on uh, uh, Golden Trout Creek and yeah. Volcano Creek, but... Um, as far as the South Fork goes. The South Fork, it. no, there's not. Yeah. It's just those barriers, okay. the, the Templeton Barrier and the Schaefer Barrier. Um, we did uh, go down into the South Sierra Wilderness this year, um, which is uh right by the pacific crest trail and so we saw a lot of those folks um uh hiking all the backpackers yeah, yeah. and that was interesting you know they, they have trail names you know yeah. they, they give themselves trailers that was i dane. met dirt bag okay i saw <laughs> dane when dane came back in between yeah. the trips he was yeah. telling stories about those yeah. guys and every one of them was like, you got a cigarette, you got this, got oh, that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and yeah. all jealous of her little nicotine <laughs> yeah. up there, they ran out. And he said he gave some of them yeah. his chew. Yes. And yeah. he, this, some little girl took one, and he was just like waiting for her to start spinning and puking. But yeah. I guess she's a pro. She handled she, it real well. She pulled it off, <laughs> Those yeah. hikers are pretty hardy. Yeah. But if you go down um, into the South Sierra wilderness, it gets really, really wild and just, you know, okay. pretty cool area down in there. It's, Beautiful water. It's how, how far did you go down? Well, we probably went down three, three miles, maybe okay. four miles by like, was it Lion Creek down there? Or is that... We weren't, I don't think we were that far. Okay. We were, we were past the stock bridge, which is a couple miles uh, from our, our car that we hiked okay. down in. You could fish yeah. all the way down if you wanted, yeah. but I like to hike. It, it's if the water's up, if the water was up like uh, probably two feet or something, it's probably like one of the most dreamy trout streams yeah. you could wow, imagine. It's amazing. You know, like something you dream about, you know, it's so gorgeous. I mean, it was gorgeous anyways, Yeah. but if it was up a little bit, there's, it's, it's ma the magical. For this, you've hiked up three miles? Well, we went down. Oh, so we went, went down? downstream. Oh. Yeah. So, um, 
Yeah, there's a. You know, I've gone down into that section. I think we, you know, maybe three, four miles down in there. Haven't been much past that. Down it's, towards, you know, it goes down towards Kennedy Meadows even more. Yeah. Right. It's another maybe ten miles or so yeah. down below that. Um, it's wild in that section. Yeah. 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 Only so, accessible by trail. Yes. Yeah. 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 And then wow. there's not much trail in that section actually. Yeah. Wow. yeah. You're trailblazing on your own. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> very very sneaky. Mm-hmm. Very sneaky. Very sneaky. So back to those people on the trail, they um, they uh, needed to like you know maybe jump in the river. <laughs> <laughs> Is that good for the river? You think? <laughs> I don't know, man. Whoa, they all were too. Right there by the bridge, they get in the in the water for yeah. sure. Yeah. I mean, I would. Oh yeah. my god. But they say that hiking the worst part on that Pacific Crest Trail is through the desert, you know. So they hike, you know, uh, from Mexico to basically here, and they said that that is just torture. Everything's totally exposed. Totally yeah. torture all the way to when they finally get to Kennedy Meadows. Yeah, and it's funny. There's oh, like it's got to be amazing. There's after like this that. whole yeah. culture. I mean. 150 of them were there. That's a whole nother story. I, we, I was at the Kennedy Meadows store when okay. a whole bunch of them came through. We all were there. Um, That's a whole nother story that we had to go there. But um, they were coming through there. And then there's a guy who has a like uh, backpacking store that he sets up there for people. And then all these it's, people that are hiking get all their packages it's sent It's an there. outpost, yeah. 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 And they hang out there for a couple days. Yeah. The resupply. The party yeah. and hang out and stuff. There's a band that plays there and stuff. It's like it's pretty Red cool. Meadows, wow. but bigger. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Similar, yeah. yeah. It's all the way. Where it's yeah. just another one of those connect yeah. supply yeah. points. Exactly. Wow. So on the way in to, uh, well, first I did two trips. So I, I took a group in and we were in there and then I come out and I get groceries and stuff. And then I take another group in, right? So on our way in, we, we meet here at the shop and then we drive in there and it's like two hours to get in there. And we finally get to the four by four area and we're cruising down and this ginormous tree had fallen overnight <laughs> into the gnarliest place that you can go on the four by four, right? Just blocked your road yeah, access. Like I couldn't go on it because I couldn't get around the tree. I mean, the tree is like, you know, like a four foot by four foot. I mean, it's a ginormous tree that had fallen across this section. So we couldn't get through it. If I tried to go in it, my truck would tip over and, you know, my yeah, axles would have broke or something, you know. So I had to give the information of like, oh, I'm sorry, you guys, you know, we're going to have to go. Well, let's make the best of it, you know. And this is. <laughs> <laughs> you tell me this way. <laughs> and so the week earlier, I had gone to another creek, you know, to go fishing, you know, and I took some clients there and it was awesome and the water was great. I go, let's just make the best of it until the Forest Service comes and cuts the tree. I mean, I had I caught it, got on my sat phone, and I called the Forest Service. I called Sergio. Yep. Hey, you know, the, this tree, we need to get it out of the way. There's people stuck in there, actually. Yeah. And so he made his calls. I made my calls. And then I go, okay, you guys, let's go, let's go make the best of it until the Forest Service cuts this tree or whatever. And so I go, I know of a creek that we can go to. And I, you know, I was there a week earlier. Yeah. And so we go to this spot and um, we get all geared up and I'm all psyched, you know, because these guys are going to catch some, you know, golden trout and stuff. You know, that's what they came yeah. for, you know, They're coming from the, all over the country to catch golden trout. So uh, we get all suited up. We make lunches. I had all the lunches and everything. We're all, I'm getting all psyched, you know, I'm going to go down there. Skills, yeah. Ready yeah. To go. And so, I, you know, like the seven dwarfs, you know, I get them all behind me and we're going down the trail and we get there and the thing, this creek is bone dry. 
dry. <laughs> oh no. Bone dry. Like, you know, we're in a major drought and I was like, Oh my God, you guys, there's no water. I mean, it was just dry. Like it was, it was horrible. I've seen it. I think it was whenever we had that last drought was 2016. I've seen that same stream. Oh no, you sent me there last year and you're like, no, there's water. And I'm like, no, there's no water there. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> so in certain sections of that but stream. But I, I did see it last week too. And there was water and it was fishable a week ago or yeah, no, two yeah. weeks ago or whatever it was. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So there's like, you know, certain sections have some yeah. pools, you know, yeah. but I, this section we went to, oh my God, the poor fish. You know, they were just basically trying to survive. And, and the, uh, the poor seven dwarfs following you around, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but so I, I had to tell them, all right, well, and then and then I had... <laughs> What'd you do? <laughs> so, so I, you know, I had been uh, satellite texting Paul to come help us shuttle them in, you know, like okay. on the other side of the tree. I was yep. we going to take all uh, the gear and yeah. put it in his truck. And, Copy. And so um, he had gotten those texts, but I didn't know he had gotten those texts. I didn't think he was gotten those texts, but he had driven through. He, had, he was able to drive through a certain way, got out, and he saw us at, the, at that creek. And so um, he's, oh, I got to get some gas. So he went and got gas, and we went to the Kennedy Meadows store, and that's why we were hanging out there okay. at the Kennedy Meadows store about an hour and a half. And like, you know, watching all the people on the Pacific Crest Trail <laughs> folks, you know, do their thing. And then, and then what happened was we... We emptied my truck at that tree. We went all the way back in there, and we emptied my truck, put all everything in Paul's truck, which made my truck lighter, and then um, took those guys in, and then I had to go, like, all these points, turns to get my truck to go in there, and Dane was, like, down going, no, dude, you got to turn it this way. <laughs> and we pulled it off and got in there because my truck was lighter. Otherwise, it was too top-heavy, yeah. but... So we did the trip and it was awesome. And then when we came out, the tree was cut. Wow, and that's so we nice. So perfect. Uh, yeah, Sergio so, coming through. <laughs> yeah, so we were able to get out of there. So it was good. Nice. Yeah. Sweet. yeah. So anyway, so tell me, uh, I always like to do like a little music thing. Have you? What have you been listening to? I know you've been practicing the guitar. What are you? I have this been is Ryan. a little bit yeah. practicing my guitar again. Yeah. Um, Paul's got me kind of going. He's giving me little lessons. Uh-huh. Um, but as always, just listen to some Grateful Dead. Uh-huh. Um, in the car right now, I have from 1987 when uh, Dylan and Dead toured together. Oh, yeah? And they did six shows, three on the East Coast, three on the West Coast. And the Dead played two sets, and then they came out and played a third set with Dylan. Fronting them, and they did all Dylan tunes. Yeah. Robbie and I were fortunate enough to see two of them on the West Coast. So they're fabulous. But they put out a little CD, and that's what's been rolling in the car the last couple of days. Oh, awesome. Nice. Same with you, dude. Um, Alan Toussaint's kind of been new on my radar. Not new on the radar, but kind of digging in a little deeper to the Alan Toussaint um, catalog. And he's a, a extremely classic artist from the New Orleans area, a pianist, um, composer. Uh, what That's uh, every... Everything I do gonna be funky from now on. Yep. Oh, one cool. of those classic ones, yeah. yeah. But but digging a little deeper in the catalog for for the Tucson stuff, he's, I guess. He's one of the guys that like always. Uh, we got turned on through from Jerry Garcia playing a couple of his songs, uh-huh. and we always get those artists, and then we start searching those guys out and finding out what they're about. And Robbie's been doing that with Alan lately. So this dude on my last trip um, had a Grateful Dead sticker on his um, rod case you know mm. oh you like the dead dude and he's all oh yeah and he's like 26 yeah right <laughs> and i'm like well how'd you get into the dead and he's all my my dad 
my dad is totally a deadhead, man. I'm like, he's all, I would listen to it when I was a little kid. So I was kind of forced to it, to listen to it. Now I'm like totally into it. He's all, and I'm going to all, I'm going to go tour with the uh, widespread panic. Nice. And uh, he's like, you know, all into it. Yeah. T- tell him about Mason. Okay. So we get this, um, someone puts a trip him on and it's going to be a 16 year old son ends up, he shows up, he's from Georgia. Mm-hmm. just out here visiting family and he fishes fly fishes for bass and carp but he's never caught a trout on a dry fly so i'm like oh we're gonna have a great day let's go they're hitting he's all stoked uh mom asks if he can drive with me i'm all yeah he hops in the car radio's going or the stereo's going got dead playing he's like is this the grateful dead how old is he 16 wow <laughs> and i look at him and go yeah he goes i've seen dead company twice and I'm like, oh, this is going to be a really good day today. <laughs> and we did. We had a great day catching fish on the dry fly. Got him his first trout on the dry and quite a few more. And it just it's really funny how we're seeing so many young kids getting into the dead. Isn't that cool? Yeah, it's really neat. Yeah. What about you, Danny? You listening to anything? Yeah, I've been listening to a band called Camp. Yeah? Yeah, it's Camp with two A's. It's kind of like oh, yeah. a folky kind uh-huh. of music. Oh, cool. But yeah, been, where, where are they from? Do you know? I don't know where they're from. Oh. Uh, the song that sticks out is called All the Debts I Owe. It's so good. You, oh, you check gotta, it out. You gotta check it out. So my um, uh, trombone player, Skabone, yep. if you guys have met him, he is playing right now with uh, Angela Moore from Fishbone. Are you guys? Oh, yeah. Which, yeah. And he's doing a... He's doing like a side project, but he's been playing and he's starting to tour around with him, which okay. is kind of cool. And what's up with the Stoneflies right now? I saw a little um, release and something's being released right now. What do you got going? Oh, you're so nice. Thank you <laughs> for the plug. Yeah, so we just released a new single called Dance, Dance, Dance. And uh, you guys can check that out. Uh, Stoneflies on iTunes and Spotify and whatever else uh, you listen to music at, which is kind of cool. So it's, it's been fun. You How know, about live? Are you guys planning live shows now that nah, things are kind of coming back at dude, all? I wish, man. Just I, too I want, crazy still. As soon as, as soon as we can, I'm going to try to, do, like I said, I'm okay. going to try to do a show, maybe not when it's 110 degrees here in Cornville. <laughs> yeah, wait till it cools down. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is, it is blazing hot. It has out been there, this right? week's been it has been really hot and yeah. it was like a week and a half, two weeks ago. We got up a little bit for a day or two yeah. and then, but it dropped right back down and it was nice. But this one, it stayed up for three or four days and it's kind of humid out there and that's adds to that. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, uh, are you guys going, are you guys going to go fish, uh, with Vaughn sometime soon or is that, when is that? Not until October or okay. November. And, yeah, and, and I'm going with you guys on one, on of, one of the days. Yeah. We don't have a September trip. It's October. You uh, know? Hang on. Because so, usually we go September. That's why I ask. Are we going out to Catalina? <laughs> yeah. We okay. are. Yes. We're doing Catalina, full day Catalina trip. Uh, yellowtail, high potential, definitely Ooh. calico bass. Sweet. Bonito. Uh, Bonito. Yeah. Bonito. Be biting more than likely. Awesome. Uh, so it should be epic. Dude, I saw on the calendar that you got a few okay. days off. Where are you going? Uh, Alaska. <laughs> are you really? <laughs> yeah. Sweet. Okay, yeah. are you doing that run where you got to have the electric bear fence with you at all times? No. What are you doing? Yeah, but no, we're going to do that eventually. we got to do that trip. Yeah. <laughs> a while ago, Danny's trying to talk Rob and I into going rafting, and he's telling us all about this river in Alaska, and we're like, oh, yeah, that sounds great. And we go on and on. There's going to be bears. We're like, okay, you know, and he goes, but every time you stop, you got to put up your electric bear fence. So yeah. And we're like, we're out right there. That's <laughs> early. Yeah. I know yeah. you're it's immediately shaking your yeah, head. It's a you're different like, no. world. 
So, and where are you going? I mean, what? Uh, we're going to go up to the Connectock River. Okay. So we're flying into Anchorage, and then from there, we're flying into a small village. Uh, and then we're taking a boat like five miles upriver and Sweet, staying. Yeah. Dude. What what species are you targeting? We're gonna go for keens. Um, they're gonna be up there. It's gonna be perfect time. Hopefully, wow. we're gonna be hitting that run good. Silvers, um, but mainly for big rainbows. We're hoping just you know target rainbows. Yeah. Top water at all like mouse pattern or anything? Yeah, oh, mouse epic. and awesome. Yeah, uh, Matt Vaughn. So yeah. he oh, he's cool. the one oh, you're going, going with, with Matt. Yeah. Right. Oh, okay. Sweet. Yeah. Oh, he, told he me, talked you into it. Yeah, huh? he talked me into yeah. it. Awesome. Yeah, he said it's not whether you're going to catch a fish, it's how you want to catch it. Like, you want to catch it mousing yeah. or... Yeah, so no, I was like, okay. That this sounds sick. Dude. Sweet. Yeah. And when, when is this you're leaving? Uh, July 2nd. Okay. Yeah. Coming Very up cool. here quick. So are you guys doing any other trips or are you, you just working and guiding through the summer? You a do lot it? of it right now is just we're pretty booked up. We're getting pretty booked up. Um it's been great. We're working awesome. a lot, but we're trying to, and it's funny each time Rob and I get a day off, all of a sudden we're like, oh, we need a day off. We're going to relax. And we head up for a day trip to Crowley, <laughs> come back. No laundry gets done. House isn't picked up. No flies we, get yeah. tied. We, no flies to, get tied. Yeah. We yeah. do need to book off a couple of days for Kelsey Bass Ranch, though. Oh, so. When yeah. are you doing that? I don't yes. know. We need to block off a couple so we can all go. Well, yeah, um, it's going to be hot up there, too. Yeah, yeah that's that, all right. That's supposed to be better. It. Should that be good. Great. Yeah, they yeah. say better. So I, get, I got a trip coming up, too. Yeah, that's what I was going to yeah. ask you yeah. about. Yeah. Where are you going? I got a trip going out with uh, uh, Chiaki. And uh, we're going to, I've never fished there, but it's the Missouri River in Montana. Um, and is this Chalky's annual trip with his group? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, but, yeah, he always has such a they great time. I don't know why they invited like, me. But. You're gonna, are you going to be the only non-Asian guy there? I think know? so. Awesome. Yeah. It's funny too, but um, Dane actually ha- has that same, they go on the same week every year. Oh. So Dane will be there with his cousin Vinny. Okay, that's I thought you were going with Dane because yeah. Dane was talking to me saying, oh, yeah. we're, guy's going to be we're gonna be out fishing in Montana. So I thought you were going together. I didn't know you were going with Chiaki. Yeah, yeah, Chiaki's, uh, yeah, it's going to be for a lot of fun, man. I, I guess they use PMDs. They're a little later than, than yeah. our hatches. Yeah. They're, they're going to be using PMDs and stimulators and stuff like that. Last two years, all we get was pictures from Chiaki, and they were like, sizable fish on the dry yeah yeah big yeah. browns mm-hmm. yeah yeah mix, it, mix it, of browns and bows you yeah. said that the, the average fish i think was like 18 inches or like that every, every picture we get 20 plus yeah. you know so the other thing i'm i'm trying to work out too is um you know uh the shop i'm trying to get the shop to do more international travel you know so i'm trying to work that out where um we can start booking trips and international waters you know like christmas island and you know places like that so wow. so we'll see what happens yeah sounds interesting yeah, yeah. it'd be a lot of fun so anything else you guys want to share yeah with I, I got oh, a question sweet. cool um towards guy but towards all the guides um guides just been doing it the longest here so we'll ask him first um the other it was about a week ago maybe a week and a half ago gentleman comes in and spent all day with me uh, he's been out with you before so he's a good client yeah and I tell him, oh, you want to catch fish on the dries? And he's like, yeah. And so I go, we're going to go out and throw elk caracatus all day. We're going to have a lot of fun. And so he's great. I'm all in. So I thought he was all in. I ended up being, after our day, we had a great day. Um, he caught so many fish on the dry flies. said it was his best time on the dry flies ever, especially on the kern. He had never caught a fish on the dry fly. But he told me afterwards, sent a little thing on Instagram. or um, Yeah, it was Instagram after his post. 
And he says he's driving up river going, what the hell is this guy thinking? We dredge down deep at the current. We don't fish dry flies. Does this guy even know what he's doing out here? And so he's following me all the way up river thinking that thought. And we pop out and it was like within five minutes, we got one on the dry end and just all day. It was just steady action all day long. It was great. So I want to ask you, do you get a lot of your clientele who don't believe what you say, don't believe in the style you're fishing is going to be effective and kind of fight it half the time? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, just, you know, showing them those different things. I mean, I'm sure that was very rewarding for you to see them, you know, catch a fish on the dry fly oh, after you said that, fabulous. right? Fabulous, yeah. Epic, right? Yep. Yeah, no, you get that all the time. I get, uh, over the years, I've had people, there's no fish here. Or, yeah. You know, and boom, oh, there are fish here. Yeah. Um, or I don't see any fish. Nope. You get that a lot, you know. But I want to share with you guys what I, you know, and this is like, something that's really cool even with you is that i've had people that i've guided (laughs) i've had people that i've guided that have come up to me and said um that you guys are the best guides that they've ever been with (laughs) (laughs) and i'm just like you know it, it for me that's amazing Cool. You know what I mean? So yeah. it, it, it uh, is really special to hear that, you know, yeah. that the guys that are working here are that amazing. You know? Awesome. So Thank, thank you. you. I, I appreciate that. I, um, you know, it, it's kind of like an insult to me, but it's <laughs> also, know. it's also, exactly. but it's also really, Ego, it's really cool. Okay. Yeah. And the, yeah. the guy I was just talking about, <laughs> he said that too. He goes, oh, you're the best guy I've ever been with, but his... Some of his criteria was the number of fish we caught. Yeah, we, we do hear that criteria often. Yeah. So we'll yeah. get we'll get matched up against you or whoever else has guided this client yes. in the past, and, sure. and sometimes it is fish count. Yeah, and yeah. and sometimes there's other criteria involved as well. But yeah. then we're on the other end too. So I've had days where I have only got <laughs> I, I actually got skunked with with a, a father and a son. And then they followed up with telling me that they the son caught 21 and, <laughs> and one hole with you. They and they move. didn't move all day. We didn't even have to move all day. We just sat in the same spot. And, yeah. And, yeah. So it goes both ways, trust and, me. Yeah, and yeah. luckily, the guy just, I took out, he had gone out with you, and it was midwinter, and you got one fish that you oh, worked awesome. hard for all day. <laughs> and, usually he goes, and usually that's it. They go, oh, I've been out with Guy before, and we got 18 that day. But this one, he's like, I got one, and we worked hard. I'm like, oh, sweet. Yeah, yeah. the worst <laughs> thing before a trip is if someone says they went out with, with Guy, because then you're just like, oh, pressure's <laughs> on. Yeah, so yeah, we bad. Uh, but no, I mean, I, I'm just so thrilled to have you guys here and and doing such a great job you know we're really thankful to be here yeah, thank you, you yes. guys we great. really are every day driving up river i'm like god this is really tough i get to go yeah. stand in the water today hang out with some cool people trying to come up here and just relax on their yeah. vacation right and it's just been amazing and i go home i go rob what'd you do today he's like i stood in the water Hung yeah. out with some cool people, got yep. a few fish. Taught them how to fish. Yeah, taught yeah. them how to fish. And I got to go to Crowley next week, bro. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> got to go to Crowley next week. It's been tough. So, so fortunate. It's, um, you know, like going to other places, it's been really good for me to, um, like, this year I've done more fishing on my own than I ever have. And that's one of the yep. reasons because you guys are here. And I'm able to like, just kind of relax a little bit where before I, you know, working 12 to 15 hour days. And so now you guys have kind of taken that pressure off of me where I can actually, you know, fish a little bit, which is awesome. 
but also I'm able to go to other uh, fly shops and uh, and see other guides in action and you know interact with other yeah. with other clients and stuff, which I did in, in one of the other places I went to recently. Um, I went to a couple of the fly shops and and kind of got the vibe of you know what they're all about and their guides and you know their clients and stuff and you know I'm not going to brag but I think um, we're doing a pretty good job what we're doing you know you know what that is all we hear from all the clients or that that are experienced and have been around a little bit take other guide services yeah what do they always say Robbie basically they just like the vibe of the shop and the vibe of the whole crew yeah Yeah. we got a great crew yeah yeah absolutely the one we get a lot is a class operation yeah 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 true for sure as far as the way through from the beginning to the service at the end and all around whether it's whether it's in the shop our clinics our guide trips everything yeah yeah exactly awesome any other stories any any uh, classic trips that you want to talk about or anything danny are you guys all, all been good yeah awesome all been good well you guys that is the end of the kern river fly shop guide roundtable and um i'm gonna turn this back on right here <laughs> and we want to thank everybody out there for listening to our guide roundtable say bye you guys See you guys next time. Bye, Take guys. Take care. And we're gonna we're gonna try to do this as much as possible, you guys, and um, give you guys information, inside information on the hmm. Kern River and the Eastern Sierra. Take care. Spend your Saturdays with life on the water. Join Captain Brandon Simmons for fishing, diving, travel, and so much more. You want to succeed. You want to fish. You want to be one of the greatest. Oh, look at that thing, dude. Wow. Oh. <laughs> Let's see what kind of trouble we can get into today. Don't miss Life on the Water every Saturday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. <laughs> the destination for outdoor entertainment. You'd think, with four of us spread out on a tiny island, that the task of tagging a whitetail would not be a big thing. But, as I've learned, no matter where I've been, whitetails can be damn tricky. Pursuing wild game in wild places. Tune in to Hunt Stand Presents Saturdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.